We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. I'm Mark Howington with Life in Colorado, and I'm glad to have with me Dr. Jack Stokes-Ballard. And he holds a Doctorate of Philosophy and American History from UCLA, taught history at the Air Force Academy, and the AFROTC at Occidental College served a career in the U.S. Air Force and retired as Chief of the Plans and Requirements Division at Lowry Air Force Base. You've also worked for Martin Marietta Corporation, 12 years you spent there, and you've authored eight books, including Colorado's Daring, Ivy Baldwin, Aviator, Aerialist, and Aeronaut, which we're going to get into. So just want to say welcome to the program. Thank you. Dr. Ballard, in your preface in the book, you wrote, Many a word has been written about the man Ivy Baldwin. His name appears numerous times in newspapers and entertainment notices from San Francisco to Baltimore, especially in Quincy, Illinois, and Denver, Colorado, from 1890 to 1953. He achieved celebrity status as a premier American aerialist and aeronaut. His reputation spread. He was known by thousands as average of average citizens who were amazed at his courageous exploits. People literally looked up to Ivy Baldwin because he skillfully performed in the air, whether as a tightrope walker, balloonist, tower diver, parachutist, or aviator. And then you went on to say, as Ivy Baldwin's life unfolds, however, one quickly learns that he was more than an entertainment celebrity. He was an aviation pioneer. Talk about this life of Ivy Baldwin. One of the great things that uh, has happened is that Ivy was uh, one of the first and was the first inductee into the Colorado Aviation Hall of Fame. And that is not, of course, well known. He really had a reputation primarily, I think, in the state as an aerialist, as a tightrope walker. And that came about at the end of his uh, career because of his uh, tightrope walking across Boulder Canyon or South uh, Boulder Canyon. And uh, so that's where he got most of his uh, attention as a celebrity. But truly, he was a, a pioneer aviator as well. So what, what made you write the book? What was it about Ivy's life that caught your attention? For some years, uh, I have uh, volunteered uh, at the Fort Logan uh, Historical Museum there, and uh, Fort uh, Logan was a balloon base from 1894 to 1898 when the uh, Spanish-American War began. And since I volunteered there, I became aware of Ivy Baldwin's uh, uh, time that he spent there. And I found that as I looked into his life, it it was just uh, intriguingly interesting. 
And so I decided to try to do some research uh, to put together uh, as best I could the story of his life. In the first chapter, it's called A Daring Career Begins, and you wrote the impressive list included acrobats, aeronauts, balloonist, parachute jumper, trapeze artist, tightrope walker, entertainer, and aviator. Those were some of the titles assigned to one man, the legendary Ivy Baldwin, also citizens from many other countries, especially those from the state of Colorado, attached those titles to such a colorful descriptive term as reckless. They called him reckless, crazy, daring, courageous. Uh, could you? Could we also add hero to that list, do you think? <laughs> well, yes, I would. Uh, he he uh, was uh, a person that captured the public's imagination and uh, particularly because uh, he was doing such daring feats that most people just could not imagine could take place. One of them that uh, I might mention that is not probably, in, I don't think, in that list, and that is that he became known in, in Denver area, particularly at uh, Elitch's Gardens, uh, to jump from a 120-foot tall tower into a, just a, a small net at the base of the tower, and he would make these um, tower jumps, and people would literally gasp uh, when he would get up at the top of the tower and get ready to drop. Uh, it, they just felt, you know, that it was going to be certain death almost, and so that's the kind of activity that he was involved in that, uh, yes, made him kind of a hero, I suppose. I'm talking with Dr. Jack Stokes-Ballard. You wrote the book, Colorado's Daring Ivy Baldwin, Aviator, Aerialist, and Aeronaut. Uh, you know, we talked about the fact that a lot of people did look up to him, and as we just talked about, he was known in some circles as a hero, as well as uh, someone that people literally, because he performed in the air, looked up to him. But I, I wonder, especially, Dr. Ballard, as, as you think about the times we're living in now, uh, especially when uh, crowds are tearing down statues of, of past historical figures, um, what do what do you think the crowds would say about Ivy Baldwin? Was he was he a figure that you think if he had a statue, that statue would still be standing? The mob would not get to it, and and if so, what do you think made him a special man? I don't think that uh, if they had a statue of Ivy Baldwin, that it would be pulled down. I think that uh, they would certainly look at it as a recognition of somebody that was very, very special and had really special uh, skills. Uh, it's not everybody that uh, has uh, superb balance and um, uh, concentration to walk across a cable at as high as 500 feet high in the air. And, and so what people saw in Ivy Baldwin was a bravery, uh, a daring, that, uh, a risk-taker that uh, was unusual and uh, 
so he stood out from everybody, uh, the average person, and they could look at, at him not only as an entertainer, but as somebody that was um, uh, skilled and somebody that was exceedingly brave and courageous. I'm looking at your book, and I'm trying to gather some of the years of his life. We're, we're about to talk about the fact that he was a military balloonist, and that, I think, took place in the late 1800s. What, before then, though, when, when did these feats of, of, of tightrope walking and balloonist, when did they take place? Being a balloonist at the time was, uh, or I should say that Ivy Baldwin came into the idea of ballooning uh, when it was reaching probably the height of its um, uh, interest and uh, entertainment for the uh, people, uh, the general public. So Ivy Baldwin arrives on the scene from really a circus acrobat uh, and quickly developed into a supreme balloonist. He he not only mastered uh, the ballooning skill, but he also just transferred all this uh, knowledge into aviation as well, finally fi- flying uh, dirigible and then uh, the aircraft itself. And, and so he, he stands out, uh, as a as a balloonist because he came into that period of time. I talk in the book a great deal about uh, his mentor, who was Thomas uh, Baldwin, and um, he learns a tremendous amount of, uh, of ideas about aviation, aeronautics uh, from uh, Tom Baldwin. So all of this uh, kind of reaches a, a, a kind of a climax at the time of uh, when he is is there with with the admirable skills. So he not only performed, but he also became a military balloonist. Talk about that. And what years were, was that? Well, he uh, is recruited uh, by the balloon corps, and there was uh, a very uh, little uh, effort in the balloon corps at the time. But if this occurs in 1894, when and he's recruited by the military because uh, they're looking at expanding uh, the idea of a balloon um, army corps, and so Ivy then is assigned uh, as a sergeant in the balloon corps at Fort Logan, and he works with a very important person, and that's Captain Glassford who was stationed at um, at Fort Logan and was in command of the balloon unit there. And so he quickly gets involved in making ascensions, making various experiments, but um, also his time as a military balloonist is is also a time of, of tragedy in, in some respects because in the first, in uh, 1895, just a year after the balloon arrives at Fort Logan and, and Army recruits uh, Ivy Baldwin, while he's involved in a terrific accident whereby the balloon is uh, very uh, difficultly uh, maneuvered in some very high winds. The balloon keeps beating 
uh, Ivy Baldwin against the brick walls of, uh, of uh, some quarters there in the fort, and he is very severely injured, and the balloon escapes from the fort and is totally destroyed. It's at that point that Ivy Baldwin and his wife undertake to build another balloon, but it's not almost until about 1896 and 97 that uh, they actually get it constructed, and that's the balloon that is taken eventually to Cuba during the Spanish-American War. It was a time of really very difficult balloon, army balloon development, but and Ivy is very key to any progress and any development that occurs at that time. What what duties did he have as a balloonist in the military? I mean, did 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 he do reconnaissance, or did, you know, I would think it would be kind of hard to hide. Uh, maybe he was hiding in plain sight. But what what did he do for the military? Well, I, I describe in the book uh, that. There was a balloon corps uh, by the Union Army in the Civil War. And so that experience showed the Army that if you have a balloon, which is tethered, by the way, it's not a free-flying balloon, it's tethered, and it is a reconnaissance platform that they would hope to raise and then scout out any maneuvers or any positions of the enemy, and that proved to be successful uh, in even the Civil War and had been being developed by the various uh, uh, armies in uh, Europe, particularly Germany, France, and so on, that could be used for very important reconnaissance information. It was intelligence gathering, and it was successful. Very interesting. Well, after the Spanish-American War in your your book, you've got a chapter titled Back to Denver. By the way, I'm Mark Howington. You're listening to Life in Colorado, and I'm talking with Dr. Jack Stokes-Ballard. He's the author of Colorado's Daring Ivy Baldwin, Aviator, Aerolist, and Aeronaut. And, and Dr. Ballard, you, in your Chapter 5, wrote Back to Denver. That's the chapter title. Denver Post on June 10th, 1901 carried a column with the headline, Hero of the Upper Air Coming Back to Denver, Sergeant Ivy Baldwin, who won fame in the Spanish-American War as an aeronaut and high diver, will build a balloon here. Now, you were you mentioned that earlier, that, that after the balloon was destroyed, they were building another one. What, what did he do after the war? He comes back to Denver, and uh, he immediately is employed by Elitch's Gardens, and that partnership with Mary Litch, who was the owner at that time of the Litch's Gardens, is very, very important. She supports his efforts to entertain by these balloon ascensions. And all the time that Ivy was doing this for these amusement parks, and particularly Litch's, uh, he was drawing large crowds. And so... It was profitable for Elitch. It was profitable for uh, Ivy, and it was profitable for uh, Barry Elitch and the Elitch's gar- uh, Gardens. So uh, it, it was a very important uh, employment uh, by uh, Ivy Baldwin and, and as he returned from the Spanish-American War. 
And as I mentioned there, uh, this was occurring in 1901. That's when he was discharged uh, from the Army. And then he comes back to Denver, and he immediately starts uh, these balloon ascensions. And it's in that time uh, frame that uh, he has supposedly 2,000 balloon ascensions, which is really just amazing. That uh, that you hear that statistic, that certainly is. Yeah, yeah as a kid, I I this will date me. It'll show you know my age, but uh, I was enthralled by Evil Knievel, so I could imagine the crowds in the 1900s, the early to mid 1900s, being enthralled by his performances. He not only performed in in Elitch Gardens, as you mentioned, but he did some uh, tightrope walking across canyons in El Dorado Springs. Talk about that. That is uh, the height of his uh, fame, actually, I think, uh, he, because he captured, captured the imagination of, of a daring person that would actually walk across about a 600-foot cable uh, at 500 feet above the floor of the El Dorado Canyon. Um, they're just uh, not far from Boulder. And this was uh, such an amazing uh, feat. Uh, at the time this begins, uh, they were advertising it as the highest tightrope walking event anywhere in the world. Actually, it was quickly superseded, and, uh, but anyway, it was a milestone, and Ivy Baldwin was right there with it uh, as a milestone. So he attracts tremendous attention uh, by his activity at, at the canyon. He also then establishes a, a very important partnership, so to speak, uh, doing um, the walks across the canyon for the uh, family called the Fowlers, and uh, they employ him until his death, actually, and uh, which is in 1953, and it's that partnership with the Fowlers uh, is is extremely important to uh, Ivy Baldwin's later later life. How was that an important relationship for him? He needed to have, as he was aging, uh, he needed to have some way of sustaining uh, his employment. And he, what it is, is kind of a, re, a, re, a booting of what he started out. Uh, as a kid, he started out tightrope walking, and he ends his life basically still doing this. Even at the age of 82, he was then doing his tightrope walk across the canyon. That's pretty amazing that he kept that up into his early 80s. What would you say? What would you say to someone maybe who's a, a young person who? Mike could take some inspiration from Ivy Baldwin. They obviously he lived a dream. It, not not everybody can make a living, you know, doing tightrope walking and ballooning. Obviously, he used some of his life in in a military career doing the same thing. But what would you say to someone who maybe is listening right now and and they could draw inspiration from his life? Well, one of the things that uh, is certainly apparent in in uh, Ivy's life. He was first and foremost an entertainer. He was interested in showing his skills to the public, 
and he he excelled in it, and he really enjoyed it. And that's one of the things, I think, to inspire people all over the world. If you are able to do something and do it well, do it and enjoy it. And I think um, he always... Ivy Baldwin, despite all of his uh, skills in ballooning, aviation, and, and type of walking, etc., he was foremost an entertainer. And he, as I mentioned in the book uh, quite repeatedly, I think, uh, he would try something new to keep the interest of the public. He was very conscious of how you went about this. I think if um, he had had a, a full TV audience at the time, he would have been a very good TV performer as well. Sounds like a, a very interesting person. Why Why do you think he had such a love for Colorado? Obviously, he uh, had, had a lot of his uh, performances here. He was in the military that was based, I think, Fort Logan, did you mention he was based there? Yes. Did I catch that right? So yes, he was there for four years from 1894 to 98, and that's when, of course, the Spanish-American War began, and he moved then on to Cuba. But um, the, the answer to that question is basically, I think Ivy Baldwin saw this primary, uh, as Colorado as a place where he could establish a base for his entertaining. Uh, he, he actually uh, was, was quick to, uh, to term, determine that he could do, it, do the public uh, entertaining very quickly here. And that comes back again to what I said about the partnership with Elitius. Uh, that was extremely important to him uh, and his career, and also with the Fowlers at uh, the Canyon. So these these partnerships uh, sustained his entertaining skills, but he foremost, I think, saw Colorado as a wonderful base to perform. Excellent. Uh, I'm Mark Howington, and you're listening to Life in Colorado. We are talking with Dr. Jack Stokes Ballard. He's the author of Colorado's Daring Ivy Baldwin, Aviator, Aerolist, and Aeronaut. Uh, in in the closing words of your book, you say, Any reviewer of Ivy's life cannot help but be impressed with the amazing records he accomplished in sheer numbers. He had 2,500-plus balloon ascensions, 2,500-plus parachute drops, 88 tightrope walks across the mouth of the South Boulder, um, yeah, Boulder Canyon and reported 19 crashes in airplanes. The Rocky Mountain News colorfully observed when Ivy was 83 that he's gone up in so many balloons, his stomach still swings like a pendulum. He walked a tight rope stretched over the pits of hell. Talk, talk about that uh, conclusion. How, how did you, first of all, what a great quote. But uh, that, that obviously, it, it was his life, apparently, to do these some feats. I think uh, his uh, record there, those statistics are remarkable. Uh, first of all, uh, those uh, huge number of balloon ascensions and parachute drops, how many people would have ever thought that could be accomplished? Just partly because of the 
the difficulty weather-wise, uh, construction-wise, a lot, so many difficulties, and that he accomplishes uh, all of that. The, I think the other, the remarkable thing there that uh, Ivy Baldwin said, he had 19 crashes. He claims that himself. How could you survive in in aviator crashes? How could you survive that uh, in and still you know die in your sleep at at the age of eighty seven? I mean, it, the the statistics are are just totally remarkable, and that's why I think that quote uh, from the newspapers is so appropriate. Uh, he he. He had the, the the daring to do these various things and do it to to such a record. Again, the book is called Colorado's Daring, Ivy Baldwin, Aviator, Aerialist, and Aeronaut. It's by Dr. Jack Stokes Ballard, who has been my guest. It is published by History Press and is available wherever books are sold. Fascinating book. The description says at the beginning of the 20th century, aerialist Ivy Baldwin had achieved celebrity status as a premier tightrope walker, aeronaut, and aviation pioneer, he executed astonishing and perilous performances across America and internationally, including Mexico and the Far East, first by flying balloons. He went on to pilot dirigibles, finally aircraft. In his later years in Colorado, he became famous for crossing canyons on a tightrope. Historian Jack Stokes Ballard deftly captures Baldwin's colorful and hazardous life. From childhood runaway to aviation record holder. We're going to give you the final word by reading the final words of your book. In fact, it says in a final word, Ivy Baldwin should not only be remembered as a consummate aerialist and widely known celebrity of the late and early decades of the 19th and 20th centuries, but also a significant pioneering man of aviation in Colorado and the West. Dr. Ballard, Thanks for being on Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.